You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It's the JR Sport Brief show here on CBS Sports Radio. I'm JR. If you haven't figured that part out yet, I'm going to be hanging out here with you for the next two hours. It's halftime of the show. Well, I guess it's after halftime. This is the beginning of the third quarter. First hour's done. Second hour's done. And here we are. Hour number three out of four. I'm hanging out with super producer and host, Dave Shepard. Thank you to you for listening. All my folks on the West Coast, the East Coast, the Midwest, the mountains, down south. I hope wherever the hell you at, you staying warm. Man, I saw some of the temperatures around the country. It is absolutely crazy. Be safe, be cool, okay? If you want to holler at me, it's simple. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. I'm also on social media. That is at JR Sport Brief. We've had a busy busy Tuesday, a busy day, a busy night. Uh, We learned that Sean Payton will be taking over as the, the head coach of the Denver Broncos. His rights have been traded from the Saints to the Broncos for picks. The Saints are going to get the Broncos' first-round pick here in 2023. Uh, they get a second-round pick next year in 2024. And now the Denver Broncos, they do not have a selection in this year's draft until the third round. Unless, obviously, they decide to package up some of their later picks and and move on up. I don't know if that's going to take them into the first round, but wilder things have happened. And so Sean Payton is tasked with turning around a team that just had the worst offense in the NFL and was basically beaten to a pulp. And so good luck to Sean Payton. I really believe the Denver Broncos what was their their choice? D'Amico Ryans, he went to the Texans. What good is a draft pick if you don't have somebody to lead the whole damn team? And so we will see what takes place. We opened up the show talking about LeBron James as the Lakers were in New York City, I should say Madison Square Garden specifically, and the Lakers beat the Knicks 129-123 to 123 in overtime. LeBron James had a triple-double, 28 points, 11 assists, and 10 rebounds. And LeBron James is now also fourth on the all-time assists list. Tonight, Tuesday night, he passed both Mark Jackson and Steve Nash in the same damn game. He's 89 points away from passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the most points all-time in NBA regular season history. Uh, The Lakers' next game will be against the Pacers on Thursday night. Uh, They have a game against the New Orleans Pelicans in New Orleans on Saturday night, and then they return home next Tuesday to host the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, That's what LeBron James and the Lakers' schedule looks like over the next several days. a matter of fact, LeBron James, he spoke to the media afterwards, and he talked about, how much of an honor it is, not necessarily uh, about the scoring, but for all of these damn dimes that he hands out. Listen. 
Anytime you link with some of the greats, you know, you, you know, Mark Jackson played here. I uh, was drafted here by the Knicks, so uh, super cool thing. And obviously, we know with Nash was, you know, I played against him for many, many years, and you know, his ability to pass the ball was very, uh, very uncanny. Yeah, well, LeBron James is on that list too. And so, for a man who was criticized for a good portion of his career, especially as he entered into his prime, man, why are you passing up these shots? Why ain't you taking a shot? Well, Michael Jordan would have took that shot or Kobe would have took that shot. Uh, LeBron James is just annihilating every single record. And speaking of the record, the guy who has more than 15,000 assists, the only dude to do that, uh, John Stockton. LeBron James had a comment on that as well. Uh, Listen to this. Well, no, man, I ain't thinking about that at all. I mean, that man played like, what, 19 seasons on like 17 of them. We played 82 games or some crazy stat like that. No, I'm, I'm good on that. I'm good, but uh, I'm happy to be linked with some of the greats, that's for sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Somebody's going to have to come through and average like 15 assists for a million years uh, to pass John Stockton. That's a, that's a difficult one. Speaking of difficult, this was also uh, – Difficult. I saw this news earlier today, and I'm I'm still trying to wrap my brain around it. It's the Pro Bowl. Yeah, the NFL Pro Bowl. It's the all-star game for the NFL that absolutely no one cares about. And unfortunately, the NFL has given everyone a reason not to care about the Pro Bowl because Tyler Huntley's going to be in the Pro Bowl. Yeah, you heard that correctly. The backup quarterback for the Ravens, the man who only had two touchdowns this year is going to be a pro bowler because Patrick Mahomes is obviously busy. Josh Allen is hurt. Uh, Joe Burrow was selected. He also declined due to injury. And the alternates are hurt as well. Do I need to tell you where Tua Tonga-Valoa is? Concussion protocol still. Justin Herbert, the other alternate, is dealing with a shoulder injury. And uh, Lamar Jackson was the other alternate. And um, we know about Lamar Jackson and the instability in his knee. And so congratulations. If you were enthusiastic about checking out the Pro Bowl, you got another reason. Here's Tyler Huntley, someone who has no business being a Pro Bowler. It's actually embarrassing. If I were Tyler Huntley, I would say nah. No, not no. I say not. N A H. Matter of fact, I say hell no. Nah, I ain't going. For me to for me to be embarrassed, it's a mockery and a joke that I'm here. And I know that the stupid Pro Bowl has been adjusted to to mini games. Let's play flag football. Let's play pin the tail on the donkey. Uh, let's play kick, tack, toe. This is going to be a joke on Sunday in Las Vegas. But it's even more of a joke here with Tyler Huntley. Could you have imagined if they still had the game? They just have to give away Pro Bowl bonuses and just say, stay home. Because that's where everything is trending right now. And uh, speaking of uh, some of the other just changes, Jared Goff will be participating. Uh, He will be replacing Jalen Hurts. And uh, Derek Carr, who didn't play the end of the season for the Raiders, he's going to be replacing Joe Burrow. And Derek Carr made a joke on, on Twitter today about being invited, and, and he must have missed the invite 
uh, in the mail. Obviously a joke because we ain't see this man conclude the season. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know why they still do this. Just close out the Pro Bowl. Nobody wants it. The players used to like it because they go to Hawaii. This upcoming Sunday, I'll probably watch two minutes of the Pro Bowl before I move on with my life. Tyler Huntley, he has to be embarrassed. It sucks. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. Uh, Nolan is here from Indianapolis. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. How you doing tonight? I'm very well, Nolan. What's up? Um, well, uh, I was originally going to call in about LeBron, but I think we uh, agree, so I'll make a quick comment about him. And then I think you got the momentum going about uh, Peyton. So then I'll ask you something to get uh, your input on Peyton because I think you uh, made a lot of good points. With LeBron, um I think it's obvious we're speculating that he's going to not play the New Orleans game because he's desperate to do anything to be remembered as, like, a Laker great in the eyes of Laker fans. And even though, like, with the championship, like, if we lived in a world where the Lakers four-peated with Malone and Gary Payton, like, he's still going to be looked back on, like, Laker fans look back at them or, like, Steve Nash. Like, they're just not Lakers. And I think he wants to change that. But um, I think we kind of agree on that. Um, you tell me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I, well, I, LeBron James, when it's all said and done, he could win a bunch more titles, and he's going to be remembered as a Cav and a dude who went to the Heat and finished with the Lakers, yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. Um, when it comes to Peyton, Sean Payton, um, a lot of interesting things, uh, especially with a few comments you made and a caller made, one caller uh, mentioned that, like, oh, well, he had, like, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, so, like, yada, yada. But also, Marty Schottenheimer had that same quarterback, and he didn't have faith in him, and he went and got Phil Rivers, and they franchise-tagged him, and then they wouldn't give him money, so he went to go sign with the Dolphins, and when the Dolphins wouldn't pay him the money, that's when Saban left the NFL, quit his Dolphins job, and started with Alabama. On the other hand... Sean Payton had faith in Drew Brees after the injury when teams wouldn't sign him and put his career into the quarterback, which is what a lot of coaches do. And so without Sean Payton, he's not one of the greatest of all time. And I think uh, earlier you played a clip of him saying, I'm picky, I'm this, I'm that. And then you mentioned that the Broncos need a lot of different pieces. Do you think that part of the contract will be that he's going to have GM responsibilities I don't, and be able to pick those I don't, things? I don't think so. I think, obviously, he's going to have a lot of influence. Otherwise, he wouldn't, he wouldn't show up. Between him and Peyton, I think they'll, they'll share those responsibilities. I can't imagine him going into a situation and just saying, oh, well, yeah, I'll just coach. He's going to be the highest-paid coach in the NFL. Right. He's, he's going to jump ahead of Bill Belichick. So whether or not they say it publicly, I don't think they're going to slap on GM duties, but I don't, I don't think it matters in that case. I know, and, and by the way, Bill Belichick wanted to make a lot of points uh, last year about what do titles matter. Well, they can. But we know, we know this is going to be a collaborative effort, and he's going to have a hell of a lot of say-so in the roster construction because they've shelled out a lot of money to make this happen. They're trying to get ROI. A return on the investment. It's real simple. 
855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. Jonathan is here from Tyler, Texas. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. Hey, man. Uh, first time caller. Uh, I missed the uh, last little bit that was going on, but uh, I'm really upset about the uh, problems going on. Um, you got Tyler Huntley, and I've seen a lot of things. Uh, I say a lot of things, a lot of like tweets and stuff on social media about Tyler Huntley being actually a good quarterback, a top five, top ten quarterback. And I don't agree with that. And the Pro Bowl is somebody, uh, it's supposed to be a place that the best players go to. Nobody is calling Tyler Huntley a top. Nobody's calling Tyler Huntley a top anything quarterback. Where did you see that at? On on social media. I well, saw it. Yeah, stay away from that place. So, but you, you don't want to watch now, huh? No, no, I don't. I feel like it's not the best of the best that are uh, not going to the Super Bowl. Now I feel like we're finding uh, B-plus players uh, going to the Pro Bowl. Uh, you, you have A-listed players that don't want to play anymore because they don't want to get uh, injured. They don't want to risk their future careers and now you have B players, C players going to the Pro Bowl and it's not even worth it. And now So let me it's let me ask you this Pro Bowl. Well let me ask you this, Jonathan. What is the most memorable Pro Bowl that you have ever seen? Do you have one? I'm gonna take you back to okay. uh <laughs> 2012, 2013, when okay. you still had real players playing. Um, that actually played to play because they love football. Well, tell me about it. Ah, uh, sir, I actually can't do that. Can't oh, do you that can't. Right oh, okay. Well, that's. <laughs> hey, Shep, what did he do? Did he? Did he? Uh, what, so, which one was it? Was he a lying, or was he b? Did he get drunk in between the question and his point? Which one, A or B? I'm going to go with uh, B. The one that we always reference is the hit of Sean Taylor on uh, the great late Sean Taylor, obviously, on Brian Mormon. You remember that? I remember the hit. Yeah, that's the, that's the memory I think of when it comes to the Pro Bowl. Yeah, but uh, I'm asking about the game. Right, right. There's none. Exactly. There's not a, there is not a game, there's not a damn game that somebody can, I can think about plenty of moments from like every all-star game imaginable. I can go and think about MLB all-star moments and, you know, Cal Ripken moving over to shortstop. Uh, I can think about moments in NBA all-star games, uh, plenty of them. I, I could think of, but, but Pro Bowl, you mentioned Sean Taylor. I feel like the AFC whoops ass every year, and I don't, I don't remember nothing. Sean Taylor, land, okay, I don't, I don't remember nothing else, let alone a game. Major League Baseball, oh, ooh, ooh, it's a tie. Okay, it's a tie. I remember Bud Selig standing around looking dumbfounded, like, hey, I'm the boss. I got to make a decision? Come on. Ain't nobody thinking about no no Pro Bowl. Mitchell is calling from Virginia. You're on CBS Sports Radio. 
Hey, what's up, uh, JR? First time listener here. Uh, thanks for letting me on. Um, I just wanted to touch base a little bit about the, the Pro Bowl and what everything's happening currently. Um, can you guys hear me or no? Yeah, yo, you're live on the radio speaking to uh, just 300 stations across North America. Go ahead. Awesome. Hey, so I just wanted to make a comment and a take on the Pro Bowl. First off, I agree we'll do with you. It. It's, it's starting to become a joke. Uh, Tyler Huntley, sir, if you're listening, please decline your offer because at the point of this uh, take is that you're one of the worst quarterbacks that has to be in the NFL currently. And if you go to the Pro Bowl, it just shows that they should be canceling it immediately of next year. Um, second, this flag football game that they're tailoring is tailored to the young kids that are afraid to play tackle football in America. Um, and they're just showing that, hey, at the end of the day, if you can't play real football, then you have to substitute flag. None of the pros want to do this. It's a joke. And at the end of the day, again, they really need to cancel it because they're losing money from it. Over to you. Well, there ain't nobody losing money over anything. Let's, let's be clear about that. There ain't nobody losing money. And the other point that I will, uh, will kind of push back against we got young people in America playing flag football because they're too scared to play tackle football. I don't think that's accurate. I think younger people play flag football because they are too young to play tackle. And so let's not throw people under the bus, especially younger folks. 855-212-4CBS. James, he's here from Washington State. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, James? Good evening. I, I'll make this quick. My most memorable Pro Bowl ever was Elway's last one, and that was back in the day when they had the Pro Bowl after the Super Bowl, and you got to see the winners and the losers of the Super Bowl out there playing, right? Elway's final pass ever in the NFL was a one-yard touchdown pass to Sam Gass of the Buffalo Bills and he walked off the field, and he he walked off like a hero. That's all I have to say. I love your show. I'm listening to you. It's cold here. Stay warm, brother. Well, thank you, James, for calling from Washington State. Yeah, I don't remember that. I remember that man winning Super Bowls, but the last thing I remember about John Elway, don't got a damn thing to do with the, the Pro Bowl. I'm sure he was wearing, if I can remember correctly, was that a – a blue and white uniform looked like crap. Looked like something not even out of the '90s. Looked like they carved it out of the the '80s. Terrible Pro Bowls are terrible. I know the NFL doesn't want to scrap it, and there's a lot of reasons. Is it television? They have to produce a television product, and it'll be interesting. There's going to be a lot of folks who will tune in just to see what the the Pro Bowl is about, but I, I'm going to tune in to see what it's about. But I don't believe I'm going to watch any more than like I did last year. I said, oh, it's on. And then I tuned in like two hours later and said, oh, it's over. Great. Well, I cared about. Matt is here from Houston. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, what's going on, man? I just want to give a, a little quick shout out. Come from Houston, Texas. Just want to talk about uh, – D'Amico Ryan is becoming the new coach for the Houston Texans. Uh, they've been getting a lot of flack lately, uh, back-to-back firings of African-American head coaches. Uh, I mean, if Brian Flores never uh, sued the league, he'd be coaching the Texans right now. That was really the 
the direction they was looking for, but I'm really excited about D'Amico Ryan's coming back. I think he's going to bring a big change to Houston and the Texans and uh, hopefully the free agents and any, you know, hope he builds a, a big, a good uh, coaching squad. But, um, you know, we're real excited about that down here. So I just want to hear your take on that. No, absolutely, Matt. And thank you for calling from Houston. A big shout outs to everybody uh, down in 610 in the loop. Why wouldn't you be? And this is like a natural progression for the Texans. The, the past two seasons have just been awash. And the Houston Texans can never say it. They would never say it. They were awash. I mean, going from the situation with Watson, they were not going any damn place. But now they actually have a head coach here that they can build with. There was going to be absolutely no building with Cully. He was there to occupy the job, and that's unfortunate, but he was. He was hired to be fired and replaced. Lovey Smith was not there to usher the Texans into the future. Uh, I feel bad. It's almost comical to listen to him talk about, you know, his potential future and, and, and having the opportunity to, to still coach the team. Man, no. D'Amico Ryans is there to move things forward, and that's what they got. They'll be able to draft the QB. They can build with a young head coach, someone who's familiar with the organization. The fan base is familiar with him. He's young, which I think is a, a bonus and a boon to him. And now they can actually build. There was going to be absolutely zero growth coming off of Deshaun Watson, having David Cully, having Lovey Smith. None. Now they can move forward and hopefully be, once again, a respectable NFL franchise. It's the JR Sport Reef Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. I'm going to get some more of your calls on the other side. And The Pro Bowl isn't the only thing that people have been complaining about. People have had beef with referees, umpires, all over the damn place. The NFL, the NBA, we're going to talk about the officiating problem in sports. It's the JR Sport Brief Show, CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief. On CBS Sports Radio. Hey, great show. I listen to you every night. One of the best broadcasters around. Really are in tune of what, uh, what's happening in uh, professional sports. Call in now at 855-212-4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. We've been talking about the Pro Bowl. Tyler Huntley of the Ravens. Yeah, the man who has, let's count them. I can count them very quickly. Two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. He's going to the Pro Bowl as a, as an alternate. He's replacing Josh Allen, who's obviously dealing with an elbow injury. Patrick Mahomes is preoccupied. Uh, Joe Burrow also will not be participating. He declined because of an injury. We don't know what it is. And the other alternates, Tuatonga Valoa, you can look at his brain. Justin Herbert, you can look at his shoulder. And Lamar Jackson, you can look at his knee. Sorry. 
Jared Goff will be going to the Pro Bowl in replace of uh, Jalen Hurts. And uh, Derek Carr will be going to the Pro Bowl in place of Joe Burrow. And it's very vague how the alternates are selected. I believe they're selected by players. And, I mean, can you take these guys seriously? You got guys, I guess, voting for their own teammates. Tyler Huntley's going to the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl was a joke before Tyler Huntley got into the NFL, and it's a joke now. And might I add, how about this? I might as well throw this in there. Uh, Someone who is used to the Pro Bowl, he ain't going. His name is uh, is Aaron Rodgers. And guess what he did today? He did what he does every Tuesday. He sat down with Pat McAfee to just express himself, to do what he wants to do. And uh, Pat McAfee had a simple question for him. Nathaniel Hackett, your old buddy, from the Green Bay Packers, the man who, by the way, just got fired by the Broncos. Uh, he's the, the Jets' offensive coordinator. Don't you love him? Don't you like him? Aaron Rodgers said, hell yeah. And he was asked if he'd go to the Jets because of him. Listen to this. There's not a great answer I can give you. We all have certain coaches that have meant a lot to us over the years and have created those really special rooms to play in. Obviously, Nathaniel's one of those guys. Love Hack. Hack's my guy. I love him, and we really bonded when he was in Green Bay. He made it fun. I'm not sure what, what the future holds for me, but those are friendships and ones I mentioned that are going to last longer than football. Nice. I can't wait for Aaron Rodgers' update next week. 855-212-4CBS. Carter is calling from Alberta, Canada. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, hello? Yes, you're live, Carter. What's up? Yeah, okay, I got two things I want to say. First thing, uh, these all-star games, no matter what league you're talking about, NHL, MLB, uh, the Pro Bowl, as long as I've been around, they've just been a joke. And if you're expecting to see a a representation of the sport and the players that are in the league, you're not going to see it at the all-star game anyways. So, So you're just setting yourself up for disappointment. The second thing I want to say is a couple callers back, you had a guy talking about how the NFL is losing money on the Pro Bowl and the, and the flag football. And I want to back you up on what you said. Like, we're in a, in a time where guys are signing contracts and the number values are higher that, like, numbers I don't even, can't even comprehend. And we're talking about this league losing money? Like, for real? Yeah, well, we don't, we don't need to, to drag that out. The, the, the Pro Bowl is not losing money for anyone involved. Everyone no is chance. making money off of uh, the broadcast of the Pro Bowl. So uh, ain't nobody losing money there, Carter. I I certainly agree with you. And, yeah, um, yeah, the the all-star games across the board have have pretty much changed. I don't want to completely say, and we know this, it's an exhibition. And so, no, there there is no all-star game that is representative of what you might see in Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Finals or the NBA Finals or the Super Bowl. We know that. But a lot of times, and every now and then, you, you can get a competitive game. The difference in the NFL is these guys ain't trying to be hurt. Like, you can't half-ass football. And if you do, it's no longer football. I mean, in an NBA game, you can go half-speed. Uh, but there comes a point in time where if it's a close game towards the end, you, you actually want to play and be competitive, at least in baseball. Major League Baseball All-Star Game, 
you know, guys ain't up there just saying, oh, well, let me, let me, let me throw a softball down the middle. And the batter isn't standing around going, oh, yeah, well, let me, let me try to be nice and just bunt it. And so, yeah, it's, it's an exhibition. It's for fun. It's to see the best versus the best. Nobody's expecting, you know, game seven of fill in the blank. Not going to happen. Curtis calling from Southern California. You're on CBS Sports Radio. JR, what it was, what it is, and what it'll be. Uh, would you have more interest in the Pro Bowl if they were to add a uh, quarterback accuracy passing event where the commissioner would be sitting in a bathing suit in one of those carnival water dunk things, and you could have uh, these quarterbacks trying to hit that bullseye. To you just you want to sink Roger. You want to sink Roger Goodell. Well, I think yeah. it would be entertaining. Yeah, well, I I feel like this version of the Pro Bowl is going to be full of uh, of carnival games. So. Uh, you know, why not, Kurt? Let, let's see if Roger Goodell will come out of his uh, Park Avenue office and do yeah. such, okay? I'd like to ask you a question. I'd like to get your opinion on something. Sure, please. Do you think that it's a conflict of interest for the NFL to be affiliated as partners with FanDuel and DraftKings? Uh, no, because the NFL serves one purpose, to make money. So it wouldn't be a conflict of interest. Well, we should ask Calvin Ridley what he's doing on his phone. Well, yeah, there you there you go. Okay. Well, thank you, Kurt, for calling from Southern California. That was uh, hey, uh, we gonna have Calvin Ridley betting on more games? How many yards is he gonna have for the Jags? I, I don't know. We should ask him. Hey, Marco Belletti, man. What do you think about that? Would you watch the Pro Bowl if we had to, you know, dunk Roger Goodell? Would you be interested in that? Uh, I got a better shot of watching that than whatever mess they've been putting out there for years. Yeah, it's been crap. Hey, Shep, what about you? Would you would you love to see Roger Goodell sunk in a Pro Bowl? I'd like to see him exit stage left. That's what I'd like to see. Oh, my God. Just out of the whole NFL? Damn right. I'm not mad at you. Thank you. Who, who, should, who should be commissioner? You? Uh, Peyton Manning would be really good. Oh, well, oh, you had that one prepared, huh? Yeah, well, he would. He, he'd be amazing. Would he want that crap, though? Yeah, no, he, he has he has an ego. He would he would take it in a second, yep. Well, I'd take it, too. Roger Goodell's getting, what, 60 mil a year? Two mil yeah, from every team? Yeah, about 59 million more than he should be making. Yeah, two mil every team. Yeah. Peyton Manning commissioner, wow. He'd be I never amazing. thought about that. I never thought about that. See, but Peyton Manning, for the most part, he's, he's producing, he's well-liked, he's, he's appreciated, he's now a goofball with his brother. I mean, commissioner, it seems like too much stress. Who wants that? You're basically signing up to not be like. These guys who become commissioners, these dudes are lawyers. They're a bunch of lawyers who work in the league office and, you know, well, actually... Troy Vincent is probably lined up to be the next commissioner. I put my brain to it. The job is probably his. Former, another former player. He ain't Peyton Manning, and he's he's used to not being liked. So he's lining himself up perfectly. It's the JR Sport Re Show here on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, I know we talked about officiating. Nobody likes the refs, 
We'll get into that. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, JR, man? I want to first by saying uh, I love the show and thank you for keeping it so real on so many different topics. Call in now at 855 212 4 CBS. You know what? I am. I'm never going to get over this story. Virginia girls high school basketball coach. Fired after impersonating 13-year-old junior varsity player. The 22-year-old assistant coach of a girls' high school team impersonated a 13-year-old student and went out on the court and played basketball while that player was out of town for a different tournament. The teacher was fired and... You just you just can't make this stuff up. We we talked about that a little bit earlier on in the show. Uh, hey, Shep, your your team is is it tomorrow? They play Thursday, Friday, right? Well, we have a game against Trinity on on Friday. You got you got some memory, Jr. No, I'm just I, I didn't know what day it was. I you forgot. did? No, you got the day right. It's Friday. Yeah. Well, I mean, what am I supposed? You told me last week what I'm supposed to do. Forget. Well, you get told a lot of things by a lot of different people, so I do appreciate you remembering. I mean, JR, this story is incredulous. Like, the kids for the rest of their lives are going to have to live with the fact that a coach <laughs> who they should be embodying after and is someone who is an exemplary figure in their life lied as a 22-year-old to play the part of a 13-year-old, and that's going to be part of these kids' stories when they look back on their childhood. That It's just, it's just crazy, and it, you know it's, what? it's sad. I didn't even think of that. Like the kids had to be in on it, right? Yeah, yeah, and and so and and it, listen, it was it wasn't just the kids. I mean, I mean, come the on, coach. Now. Yeah, I mean, you, but I'm I'm not I'm not putting blame and and casting dispersions on any particular administrator or educator. But the reality oh, you is, gotta, who didn't who right. the whole team, right. everybody. See, these are the details we don't know. Yeah, was this an away game? Was it only the the coach and the students that went to play were? Because can you imagine, this had to be an away game, right? Because if this yeah. was a home game. Uh, right. But at the same time, it's junior varsity. I don't know. This took place in uh, Portsmouth, Virginia, for my folks out in the VA. Uh, I didn't think about the students. Like, they had to have been told, hey, just shut your mouths and go play. Right. I got this. Like <laughs> You can't make some of this stuff up. No. I-, I remember the story of uh, Danny Almonte who was on the Little League team in the Bronx, New York. This must be almost 15 to 20 years ago by now. And he was out there throwing like, I don't know, 80 miles per hour. And he's whooping everybody's ass in Little League. And it's like, well, he's, he's 17 years old. Uh, it's uh, a 22-year-old young lady, assistant coach, 22 years old, college age, impersonating a 13-year-old to play basketball. Well, she's been fired, and uh, the parents want a formal apology. Somebody needs to come. Hey, Shep, tomorrow, man, you need to be JR. How about that? Okay. That sounds good. I, although I, I don't know if I can pull off. Like, I, I'm cool, but I'm not as cool as you. I'm a pretty cool cat. 
but that's tough to pull off. Nah, you could be me. You might some- be. I'm, I'm, I'm not just saying this. You might be the coolest person we have on the station. Uh, I don't. I don't. What are we defining that by? Just, I mean, you are just smooth. Like how you can break down sports and make it seem so effortless. You don't say uh, you don't say ums, you never stammer. It's it's like, it it it's almost like machine like. I studied speech for I studied speech in school. Yeah, well, Shaq Shaq studied free throws for nineteen years. Still couldn't end up over fifty five percent. Did he really study free throws? <laughs> yeah, I mean he was uh. I mean, damn, Magic Johnson, speaking of Lakers, uh, he was working with him when Shaq, when Shaq you, joined the Lakers. Do you think Shaquille O'Neal yeah. practiced free throws the way that he could have? Um, I think when you were that size, we see it with Dwight, we saw it with Wilt, your hands are so big. You can't get touched. It's just never, yeah, you're just, yeah, ex- exactly. You're never going to get the wrist, the arc, so, the spin, yeah. Dirk Nowitzki had small hands? No, he did not have small hands. But compared to Shaq, uh, yes, there was nothing to oh. brag about if you get the gist of that. Uh, Joel Embiid has small hands? Uh, compared to Shaq, again, nothing to brag about if you get the gist of that, yep. So it's just the size of the hands? I mean, listen, Wilt came out with the autobiography saying that he slept with over 10,000 women. You can attribute that and not correlate true. that with his hands. I, I think it's. I think it is. You think it's true that he slept with ten thousand women? Because he was obsessed. With, he was obsessed with numbers. Wilt was defined by his records. So yeah. how many? On and off the some, court. Someone has done the math here on this, right? This is like it's like what a, a five person uh, grouping every night. I use the word <laughs> grouping. You know what I'm of thinking? Of course, of course, of course. It's a five person grouping every night. Well, he lived to sixty three. Oh, here we go. And Wilt, Wilt hold on, wait a minute. Yeah. Let me take out my iPhone. Okay, I get my calculator right. out. Okay, so I don't have I don't have Texas Instruments here with me in the studio. But hold on. So Wilt Chamberlain was doing. He was working in the Catskills as a teenager. So I don't believe he was having that kind of action back then. But once the he Catskills, got to, yeah, no, but yeah. once he got to Kansas, I believe he was uh, B M O C, and that's code for obviously big man on campus in more ways than one. So by that time, by eighteen years old. I believe he was having, on average, um, interactions with five different people of the opposite sex every single every single time, every single so day. So you of his said life. he was he was in his sixties. What was he? Sixty what? Sixty three. But remember, Wilt Chamberlain looked really good. So sixty three minus eighteen, right? Let's eighteen. We want to settle on eighteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously we're talking so forty five. So that's forty five years times three sixty five. That's three hundred and sixty five days in a year. Yes. That's the sixteen thousand, almost four hundred days. Yeah. So think about it, Jr. And now we multiply those days of his life, of right. his 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 prime life, eighteen until death. Right. And then we multiply that times five. Right. But uh, but but Jr. But just on that math alone, on average, so we're talking an opportunity. That's eighty-two thousand. Yeah. And 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 all he claimed was over ten thousand. Oh my God. <laughs> Imagine how Wilt would have done the apps. Nobody's doing five a day, man. Well, I'm saying, but no, 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 no. Every day? No, 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 not every day. But, but I'm, but there were times where he would do five a day. Yeah, of course, he's Will Chamberlain. You know what? Are you you seen the pictures of Leonardo DiCaprio walking out of these Miami, you know, clubs with ten women oh, on his arm? Well, uh, you know what we we need to do? What's that? We need to call Ric Flair. Okay. And we need to see if Ric Flair ever Can, hung out with Will Chamberlain. 
Rick Flair would verify that. He doesn't he doesn't hold back on the truth. So I And would, then I Rick, would trust Flair, Rick Flair Rick Flair also said how many drinks did Rick Flair have in a day? I think he I think he talked about twenty. And he's still he's still alive. How? He's still kicking. He's 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 well over seventy. Where these? Well, Ric Flair can't do that any. Well, he maybe he can't. By the way, Jr. Um, yeah. uh, uh, R.I.P. Cindy Williams. Cindy Wo- Cindy Williams. Who's, yeah. Who's that? Uh, she was Shirley. Shirley from what? From Laverne and Shirley. I didn't watch Laverne and Shirley. Got it. Got I it. thought you were going to tell me about Wednesday Adams. I watched the No, that, that was sad. That was sad, too. Passed away at 64 years old. You're right. Well, right. she didn't die due to drinking like Ric Flair, did she? No, I, I hope not. I'm sad, I'm sad to see anyone pass at such a young age. You know what? If you Google Ric Flair, Wilt Chamberlain, <laughs> there's like a competition. Yeah, not surprised. Ric Flair. I did 10,000 women, give or take. Okay, Ric Flair said it. Ric Flair is half the man Wilt Chamberlain claimed to be. 10,000 women during his wrestling career. I wish I didn't say that because I have grandkids. Wow. <laughs> Ric Flair is, uh, how old is Ric Flair? Rick's got to oh, be my... mid-70s, I got to yeah, say. Yeah, he's in his mid-70s. Yeah, yeah. Ric Flair started uh, when he was 15 years old. Wow. 188 uh, participants a year. Uh, three and a half a week. Chamberlain said he did 20. Hmm. Well, then. How did we end up here? Uh, I think we were talking about the most unbreakable records and then free throws and that uh, then correlated <laughs> to big hands. <laughs> so we know Wilt had big hands, among other things. We, we, went from, we went from free throws. We went from Shaq shooting free throws to Wilt Chamberlain <laughs> and Ric Flair. Listen, people, use protection. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. Your call's on the other side.